Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the great Scott show, the great sports callers up at Think Tank, Scott Prather and Norman Locke. How about them Cowboys? Yeah. How about them Cowboys? You have to say that win or lose, though. Yeah, win or lose. Win or lose. How about how about them Cowboys? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right, oh, I'm the sorry. I should, you know what? Out of out of uh, to be fair, I I should have had it uh should have had it queued up for you. It's my fault. You are a Cowboys fan. Here you go. How about them Cowboys? Yeah. 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 It's the best song. You feeling ever. confident? Well, I was feeling confident preseason. And you are, you know, it's like very close to being one and two and yet Two and one, despite Mike McCarthy, and I'd be lying if I said that offense doesn't look. Well, you'd be lying. Strong. We won almost three and zero. Oh. Yeah, all all those things are true. Yeah. Almost three and zero. Oh, almost one and two. At two and one, Mike McCarthy's still not great, and the offense for Dallas is loaded. All of all of those things are accurate. You know. You know what I can say? That add to that accuracy. Mike McCarthy's better than Jason Garrett. It's been- <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's been, it's been it's an upgrade. It, I, is it too early to say it's an upgrade? Yeah, that's that's is it too early to say it's an upgrade. I mean, yeah, is he better than Jason Garrett? Sure. Oh well, hey man, that's a step up over the last decade. I mean, that's that's like saying you know stale Doritos are better than Doritos with poop on them. I uh, mean, come on, it's I, like yeah, you want you want a no, nice fresh bag of Doritos, but but Norm's I don't know good. about that one. Norm stale ones because. Jason Garrett was just, you know, Mike McCarthy one traces of, of rat poop. One of uh, six coaches in the last decade to get a ring. I, I'm sorry, I, I can't put him down that far as rat poop. Just, I can't. Just he's gonna he's gonna do something this year, and man. you're gonna be so. They got got kids like you're gonna be so upset Steve at him. McVeigh, who ain't won nothing. First, first of all, his name is Sean. Same thing. <laughs> Steve. They don't. They haven't won anything, and everybody yet praises him. But okay, we get five more years down the road. Then what? Then what? I mean, he's good. McCarthy's not really a good head coach. Good at what? What does he want? Have you seen that guy? I mean, all right. You were cool with his clock management at the end of the first half? It happens. I mean, I'm just trying to see. Part of the problem with Mike McCarthy is when something goes bad, it's just like the look on his face or like his body language. He just looks more stupid when something stupid happens. I feel like that's 15 of the 32 head coaches that's in the league. If I could say to, Sean, to, Sean Payton looks dumbfounded if you, if, when something if goes you were wrong. To, if you were to rank him, McCarthy would be number one on the list. Uh, I, I can't agree. I, I, I can't agree. Because some guys just look sad. Like Matt Nagy is just like, uh, come on, dude. You don't. You know. I, I'll say this. McCarthy's better than Matt Nagy for sure. I mean, Jason Garrett's better than Matt Nagy. Ooh. <laughs> so I mean, is he? Because the Giants and that You got to look at their tender as a head coach. I'm not just looking at. Jason Garrett with just the Giants, but if you look at the tender, I mean, man, Nagy got got. Hey, you mean man. you mean the tenure? Tender, tender, yeah. <laughs> the tender, yeah. The <laughs> like the app, like the app. <laughs> you look, you look. You're not gonna be. Let me tell you this. You'd keep you, swiping you if keep McCarthy swiping. or Garrett or Nagy came up. You'd be like, nope, nope, nope. But Shaquille O'Neal's on there. So you know, Shaquille O'Neal is real. <laughs> he said it. He came out and said it was really him on Tinder. <laughs> he came out and said it. so. If you see Shaq on there, it's really him. never, never, never seen. T- never, never, I've never used Tinder, obviously. Me either. Me either. But uh, our boy Greg 
Yeah, we used to work yeah. here. Greg was on that. <laughs> That's really like I knew. I just knew like Tinder's the the, the dating app that's used by some people who just want to hook up. Real yeah, quick. like yeah. that's that's how it that's was explained it. to me. And I'm sure there's some exceptions. Someone out there like, oh no, I met my spouse on Twitter. I'm glad you did. Glad you did. A lot of other people did too. I'm just telling you that he didn't. <laughs> but he met a lot of people on it, and he was in here one day swiping. I was like, what is that? I was like, oh, this is this is it. I've never actually seen it in. In person, it's like yeah, you swipe left or you swipe right, and if you, I, Two I had swipes heard about and it, and you're laying down, it, it happens. <laughs> Shoot, man, two wipes. Um, ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. All right, let's let's kick off here because there's there's just a lot going on. Yeah, but I want to start with the news that um, came out last night. A story that number of reporters. Uh, at the time speak unit been working on about the succession plan for the Saints and Pelicans whenever Gail Benson dies. Gail is 74, seems to be in good health, has no familial ties. Uh Tom Benson's kids, grandkids were from previous spouses uh who who passed away. So she uh also, it's not a secret, does not really um have a good relationship with the uh, daughter and grandchildren of, of of the late Tom Benson. And so the question has been out there a, a while, what happens to the teams when she goes? There was speculation that she might give the team to the Catholic Church, which would have been I, – I I never believed it. I'm not saying that, that Tom wouldn't have explored that option. I just don't believe that the NFL would have ever oh, collectively no. signed off on that. No. Um it would be interesting, though, if you literally had the Pope coming out and being like, who that? It's supporting um, gambling. But it's it's the NFL. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's, 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 a, there's a lot everywhere. So, like, the question was, you know, Gail's never wanted to any, either of the teams to move in any way, and, and she's, unlike a lot of owners, she's not really driven by, let me make as much money as possible. That's why any time that all oh, the Pelicans are going to move comes up, it's like, do you know anything about Gail Benson or the owner, like at all? Like she's not like that's just not what that's not what her plan is. Like she's not motivated by the things some of the others are, and that's not to um, that's not to say the Pelicans don't have their issues, which they do. But the report came out that when she passes, they already have a plan fully in place where Dennis Lausha would serve as the executor of her estate. And if he croaks, then it would be Mickey Loomis or Greg Bensel. There's just a succession line of who would control it. And by control it, they're not allowed to keep it. The proceeds from the sale of both franchises would be distributed to charities throughout New Orleans. Education, healthcare, arts and sciences, and humanitarian causes. It would not be paid out all at once. It would be over many years. I mean, you're talking about... A Saints franchise now that's valued at $2.85 billion. Uh, the Pelicans are approaching a billion as all the, the teams in the NBA are. And typically, Norm, as we've seen, teams sell for more than what they're, yeah, they're valued at with Forbes. So you're talking about at least $4 billion that would stay in the city. And I, if in, unless you're, you know... Unless you're Rita Benson LeBlanc, her brother, or her mom, I would say that uh, no one else could. I I can't sit here and criticize this. I mean, this is this. I don't know if this has ever been done before. This is kind of amazing. 
Yeah, if you're not the kids or the grandkids. You right. Know, uh, if, if I'm, again, one of the kids or the grandkids, I got to make sure my name is, is somewhere in that list with a couple of M's behind it because if it's not, I'm I'm kind of upset. Cool. I mean, I would Kind of. Are you kidding? You're, I'm, you know, you, how upset you are, well, again, when the money's going to charities. That's why I say I put kind of because it's like, oh, there's, you know, 50,000 kids. Here's why you're upset. You're like... I mean, you couldn't just leave a little. Yeah, I've been to all the games before you married him. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? They, like, but they, like, like they, they knew they knew that this is where it was going. And they, they, my thing is, they'll probably, when she dies, try to bring it back to court. And, oh yeah, and and at least get a portion of it. But the fact that they lost the case already when Tom was alive, um, I just good remember. luck. Good just luck, remember, y'all. I'm from New Orleans, so my name could be in that, play, that document. I'm just telling you, man. The uh, my name could be in that document, listeners. Y'all better trade light. It's, it's not in it right now. No, no, it hasn't been released. It hasn't been released. You know, all the details haven't been released. That's uh, confidential. That's pretty. Her and Tom reportedly came up with the idea, and you know, I think Duncan and a couple of others for the Picayune wrote a long piece last night. Uh, there's another one that's going to come out today regarding sort of the Pelican succession plan. But it's it's the exact same thing. Yeah. I mean, it'll be about the state of the franchise and how it's not really the um, loving eye of the community the way the Saints are. I'll put it that way. But in terms of getting right down down getting right down to the nuts and bolts of it of what happens to the team, uh, I it, somebody could buy it and they're going to say it's completely contingent on somebody keeping it here. Um, I think it needs to be two separate owners. If they gonna, they need to put that into litigation too. Well, if it's look, if it's one owner, that, have a lot that, of money. Le, that that's worth billions. That legit is just like, yeah, I'm keeping them here, both of them, and I want. Like, I think you would be long term, and we're talking. I mean, she's she might not croak for till she's a hundred. Who knows? But if you're thinking like long, long term. Um, and Croak's kind of a. I, I, I was about to say, yeah. I probably should yeah, use a different word. Like, That's kind of mean. I, I, I don't want to be. When she passes away, whatever it might be, if you're thinking long, long term, I, like the Saints are never going anywhere. The idea of the Pelicans leaving at some point, you might even have to. Who knows what the franchises would look like either next year or in 25 years, whenever it may be that she passes away. Uh, untimely do. Uh huh. Uh-huh. It Croak. for all of it. <laughs> I don't know why I was using that word. Um, but whenever my, I, I feel like if you have an owner that owns both, Norm, you're more likely to, like, why would you move one and not the other? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, the idea of just having them all together, plus they they share the same, essentially, workspace. I say separate it. Uh, let, let two different minds, two different visions start operating it, and maybe you can get that guy or that that billionaire who's going to put all their effort into the Pelicans and not 50% of the effort into the Pelicans. Well, all she does is write checks. It's not like she's... Yeah, but she has to write checks to both, so it takes time to write a check to the Saints and then it takes time to write a check for the Pelicans. And start getting yeah, sore. Those wrists start getting man, sore. You know, and then you start... I know that over the years they have come out to make two positions instead of one, but a lot of times it was always one position handling both organizations. So I, I just feel like, you know, you don't have Jerry Jones own the Mavericks, you know. Uh, yeah, but you've had some. Like, I there, there's there's owners the, the, that own multiple teams in, in sports. Yeah, but the same team them. in the city? Yeah, there's some. Like, who? 
Ooh. And uh, have they been successful? There's, um, well, the guy, the guess in Detroit. Now it wasn't the Lions, but it was the it was the uh, the Pistons and Red Wings, and they were winning championships. Well, well, we, we got to stick to NFL, NBA. We can't. Yeah, there's, we there's can't we gotta stick to NFL. Red Wings and hockey. That's a whole different. In the same city, though, um, you had the, the one that passed away that owned the the team in Portland, and then in Seattle before he passed away. So again, it's different city. Um, yes, yeah, and and there are others that own like like in Buffalo, it's the Bills and the Sabers. Now they don't have an NBA team. NBA, NFL, I Scott. Know. That's, I don't know. Then no, I need I need two different owners to put two different energies in the city. That's what I, that's why I just feel like that's what's needed. You need a basketball guy who's gonna come in. Why are you Why are you sexist? Oh God, guys, unisex. <laughs> It's just messy. <laughs> it's guys, unisex. You need a basketball person to come in and put their all, put their money into the Pelicans and and leave it like that. You know, I just feel like two, one owner for two major franchises in one city, and like you say, the facilities are next door to each other. I just, I, I just never felt good about it. Back, see, one reason it back in 1997, the NFL I think had a rule that didn't allow it. And then they change that, and so, you know, as as some owners begin to sort of pass and things change, you might see more of it in the future. Um, Let Master P buy. <laughs> you think he's got. You think he's got billions? Uh I think he got. I think he got enough to put in for. A, I would a, just worry that, that Percy would just be like, "All right, I'm checking in." <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be like Jackie Moon, you know what I mean? Like I'm in. Let's do it. I mean, the Hornets gave them give them a shot. ESPN fourteen twenty. I just feel like you know you put. I I do think how and I, I talked about this months ago. I think uh, Jay Z is setting yourself up to buy majority stake in or a large minority stake in some franchise. Now, what franchise? I don't know, but he has liquidated his. Uh, Ties with title for like two hundred million dollars. He's liquidated his ties with Ace of Spade and Dusade for another like two hundred, three hundred million dollars. So right now he's sitting on liquid cash about five hundred million dollars, Scott. And I don't know what Jay Z wants to buy for a, a half a billion dollars, but it seems like it might be some type of franchise. <sighs> yeah, an NFL franchise is going to cost you. Here's the thing. So I say high majority stake or, like, I mean, high minority stake. It's probably going to be someone we don't know. And let's say she does not pass away to the beautiful act for, like, let's say it's another. Let's, let's be, let's say, let's say she, it's around the same. Let's say 16 years. She lives mm-hmm. till 90 when Tom when Tom passed, even though it might be beyond that. The value of those franchises are probably going to be worth way more than they are right now. One of them. She, like. She's donating ten billion dollars, essentially, depending on how much longer she lives, to charities around New Orleans. I mean, that's that's incredible. I know, like from a fan standpoint, we're thinking about ownership and the sports side of it, but from the charitable side of it, it really is astounding. And like you talk about that amount of money and the impact it makes. You being from New Orleans, me having family there, my mom grew up there, I lived there for a little while, just. I don't know, man. I, I I think I think that should be the headline here. Oh, I not mean, oh, where the list, Pelicans going to leave or something that you know. Once that list comes out and there's you know, like let's say if she died, decides to donate 
a million dollars to every Catholic school in New Orleans over over the course of five years. Like that's major, and that's not even a dent in right. dollars. And, and, and I would guess it, it <laughs> might be because it said education, but it even might be even more than just a Catholic um, schools. Although you know the Bensons have always been very charitable in that way. Um, you know, I, you know I, my I think, high school yeah. is always uh, Saint Augustine's like, hey, hey the Booster Club, the Booster, the, put Gail in the Booster seats for Friday we'll, night. We'll give her, we'll name a little side of a building for <laughs> the Gail Benson Purple Night Wing. Wouldn't it be nice for someone, Norm, that's doing that for the city that you call home to win a championship for she? She won one. To win a champ, to win another one as the sole owner before she passes away into the next life, It'd make a good story. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you be like, you know what? That's that's good. She deserves it. These people, there's people of this great city that I call home deserve this. You know what? You know what I would say, Scott. I agree. And the word was deserved it, and it was with Drew Brees, and you know, and they had their tender, and it should have happened in the last past four seasons, but now it's a new era, and I. You wouldn't you know. be. You wouldn't be. You wouldn't be like. You know what? She. She right there. She's the one now. The sole owner that's going to change the lives of the youth and the people in this great city. And I'm happy for her and all the people she's going to impact. Or are you just going to keep hating? No, I'm gonna be like you know, Gail. I appreciate you making sure that Drew Brees is one of the highest paid NFL players in NFL history, and that kind of derailed the team on the defense and the other weapons. But I appreciate you donating all your money. And your by time, the time, to by the time she passes away, mm-hmm. uh, he will not be that high on the list because well, no, more and more money is going up. Well, yeah, like so, you wouldn't, you know. But well, I mean, so the, what about the Pelicans? You got uh, We were talking about no. Football. I just I just said championship. I didn't even specify you. You're Hate hard, trolling heart. Just immediately, your well, instinct, Pelicans, your instinct you. just took you to there. I never even specified the franchise. Well, with the Pelicans, I have to be realistic. And with being realistic, I told you I'm not buying in until the team start giving me something to buy into. So to say that the Pelicans are going to win a championship, well, I never said. I never said they would. No, I, that's, that's what I'm saying. Speculating, that. but you wouldn't. You wouldn't be happy for the great city and the people and all. It's just you're going to continue to hate on these franchises where their success and future and the better they are, the more valuable they're going to be. So Norm, by, by actively rooting against the Saints, is hoping that those who need money from charities in New Orleans get less. Correct. So really, you hate St. Og. You hate the kids that Correct. really are, are starving and could use some charities to be hungry. And an extra billion to help them out, Norm's like, nah, I don't mm. care. I'd rather just... You know, put a, a Carlton gif on Twitter and troll Saints fans than these poor kids that are starving and just need a good life in New Orleans. Rather than uh, rather the Cowboys and the Lakers win one. Oh, don't. Rather, oh. I, I, rather I mean, don't, you're asking me. Don't, don't do that. Don't, starving kids are the Lakers? Don't, 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 you, don't even, you don't even like the Lakers. But you just actually would I rather. I'm going I'm to I'm agree with you. I'd rather the Lakers than the starving kids get extra meals. You'd rather the Lakers win? Then the, the Pelicans. Pelicans win, and and the and the value in in the in the franchise increases in the billions, and more people, their lives are changed for the better because of it. Long correct, term, correct, because the heartbreaking of the Pelicans winning a franchise and then having to sell would just drive me crazy. 
I just I just that, that would be I such a pelican thing. I didn't know that you trolled so hard that you just win a championship and then you have es- to sell a team. You essentially Man, that's some that's that's pelican esque right you there. Es- you essentially just want kids to suffer. Win a New championship Orleans. and have to sell the team. That's crazy. I got you in a corner on that one and you I doubled down on it. <laughs> I doubled down on it. They're just so ridiculous. What MJ say about them kids? Uh, yeah. ESPN fourteen twenty. They know what it is. ESPN fourteen twenty dot com. There's Norm. Just doesn't want these charities to thrive in New Orleans. Uh, I just need two different owners. Sorry, that's what I really need. Different owners, but uh, oh, no. so you, you're hoping that she. Passes away soon? Why would you say that? No, I just hope that if she does meet her untimely demise. Why does it have to be untimely? Why can't she just thrive until she's, you know. Well, once. I, that's, I mean, the situation a, doesn't happen. The, the oldest World War II veteran that the, the, that's out there is still alive is 110 in New Orleans. Man's, man's drinking beers, huh? Dude, Didn't he drink a beer? If I could be wild. serious for a second, that's. One of my favorite stories. Like that's incredible. No, to to sit up there and uh, to compute that you're drinking a beer at one ten is amazing. That guy is. Guy was born in 1911. Do you know how different the world was then? The beer probably was was worse. Oh, beer. <laughs> I mean, the things that that dude is. It's like people are like he's a World War II veteran. I'm like, yeah, but he wasn't like 12 when he he wasn't like excuse me 12. He wasn't like 18 or 19. Like he was like in, he was like in his mid to late 30s. Hundred and ten. I got. Oh, I, I got. I forget what's his name. I got to look. Brew. He, he. He. He deserves a shout out. He on that TB12 method before it came out. That's what it is. <laughs> that he on that TB12 method. I gotta go talk to him. I gotta see if it's really tequila and avocados or it's like Newports and and. and oh, I'm Gundas. sorry. I'm sorry. hundred and twelve. Okay. So the dude was born in 1909. Amen. Goodness great. Lawrence Brooks. That's him. That's my guy. I feel like he still got some fight in him, too. Lawrence Brooks. You don't want to take a punch from one of those old guys. I mean, they've had a thing for him at the World War II Museum, like, on his birthday the last couple of years, and they keep, like, blowing in these kisses, like, oh, you're great, and thinking to themselves, this is probably it. That guy's going to be there 10 years from now at, like, yeah, 121. Put him in the museum. <laughs> He's going to be, like, spitting game at Gale, like, hey, you know, how much time we got left? You want to? I feel you like want to we meet for somebody a, like, a milkshake and a malk at this fifty style World War II museum that's right outside. We have a we have an urban legend at St. Og, and his name is Mr. Meyer Scott. You have a what now? A urban legend. He I don't know his age, but Mr. Myers is the oldest living man in the universe. And he's been teaching at St. Og for since the birth of St. Og. And I, I don't think that will really make him like ninety something. Good for him. But it, it you don't it doesn't seem like it. And I don't understand. But he, I know he was um, the referee at the first segregated, uh, desegregated basketball game in New Orleans. He was the ref. And I'm like, he's still teaching. And he teaches Latin, Scott. Scott, Latin is an unspoken language. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's not. A, it's, it's spoken. It's just not a native language anywhere. It's not. It's, I, I'm, by, the t- like, by the time, I would say in like 30 years, if you meet speaking it like i good luck and they he speaks it fluently and again yeah. i don't know how old he is but that would that hey again he's an urban legend so st all was founded in 1955 
Okay. And he was teaching, doing his thing. He was the he was a teacher and a ref, Scott. So he had to have been like 30. He had to be like 30 something in 1955. You That's just the be, math that I'm just doing in my head. You don't have to be 30. <laughs> well, no. So you so that would make him like 96 now then. If that's He's still checking attendance. And you're late. He got the attention respect. for you. I mean, I don't understand why you're sitting here. You've you've never had respect for your elders in here. You're always just cracking jokes, making fun of old people. That's what they're here for. That's what that's what they're here for. <laughs> you think Mr. Brooks is here to listen to you? He would, well, man. I would love. I'd love to hear him just give a good militant talk to you about respect. I can make him laugh. How are you going to make him laugh? Talk about how you, you talk about you, them kids that you know because you'd rather the well, Cowboys nah, win. Nah, see, yeah, you he, he lives a different type of life. He's not laughing no more. Don't laughing at you. He's not, he's not laughing anymore. I feel like he would slap you. I really do. I feel like he would slap you. <laughs> he just get pissed out of nowhere. Like, yeah, like, what are you going to tell a hundred and twelve year old that slapped really you? You're not going to do anything. Oh, just, <laughs> thank you. The idea of you at twenty nine to him, like you might as well be like six. Yeah, it's you like, know, there's nothing like, you can talk I'm about. I'm like a teenager to him, and I'm not, like, I'm old. I'm like, yeah, you remember when you got your first cell phone? That's <laughs> like, all I can really talk to him about. Like, they didn't have, they didn't have phones then. <laughs> well, he remembers the first cell phone. That's what I was saying. Like, I could talk to him like, oh, you you was around when they built the first cell ever cell phone. phone. He was like, he was like. <laughs> he was already like 70. <laughs> yeah, no, no, in his 80s, bro. <laughs> God. Shout out. Respect to him. ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. Scott Prather, Norman Locke. <sighs> Stan Kroenke, um, owner of the Rams, owns all kind of teams. He owns the Nuggets. He owns the Avalanche. But he doesn't have an NFL and NBA team in the same city. You know, the Rams, St. Louis – their lawsuit against the NFL actually has some pretty good – it's got a much better shot than I think people realize. Then they're looking for – can we use that billion number? They're looking for a couple of billion right now from the NFL for Stan Kroenke Grank- basically being like, hey, St. Louis, I'm bouncing. I don't care what the rule book says. I'm going to get enough owners to sign off on it, and uh, y'all can just sit here and deal with it. I mean, pay them off. Uh, I mean – it's the NFL. NFL, yeah, like pay them it's off. It's going to give them cut the check and still. I mean, the uh, what they going to do? Like they going to build a new factory and just cut a check? Like just like what are we even talking about? Cut the check. Give it to St. Louis and let them do whatever they do in St. Throw Louis. A giant, they'll just throw a, a, a billion dollar celebration when the Cardinals win their. And they're gonna get uh, Nelly to come back and do World a, a St. Lunatic Dude, album reunion. Nelly, and, Nelly was doing like com- some commercials recently using his real name. No, yeah, he really was. The, well, you know they're competing against McDonald's. So that's like, why. Wh- that's Burger King. Oh, okay, okay. So they, what, why was it like a legality thing? Or no, like, see, okay, McDonald's I, has came out with meals with artists using their rap name, right? The Travis Scott. The Bad Bunny. Buy this meal that has a different sauce than you like and put my name on it. It literally is no different sauce. It's like just it's taking just... all combinations of what's ever existing on the menu. Just, they're just giving people they're just giving people money. No, that's it. I mean, the Travis Scott meal was I mean I know what the sweetie meal was. Sweetie meal meal was a four piece nugget, a fry, and a and a double cheeseburger. Yeah, you could get all those separate, they just put it as one meal for they, a limited and they, time. Yeah, and they probably charge up a little bit too. Uh, it was a little cheaper. Then then you would you get it separately. It was a little cheaper. Again, a little cheaper. 
You get an extra barbecue sauce. You know, they make you pay 25 <laughs> cents for a barbecue. It's like little stuff. But again, those are the three artists that they use, and they use their artist names. Well, Burger mm. King's like, well, we're going to use artists, but we're going to use their real names. I never knew Natalie's real name. I, 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 Yes, and I I know what he looks like, so I was like, oh, it's, <laughs> it's Nelly. Nelly. But how many people see that and have no idea what he looks like? <laughs> like and he hasn't been. Then who's the other three celebrities? It's like three. It was totally three random people. I was like, I they know. put Nelly and the randoms together. Hey, Nelly, Saint Lunatics. That was a great album, though. The one that came out in two thousand. Yeah, the first one. Oh man, what? That was a great album. <laughs> Country grammar. Country grammar. Oh, going down, down, baby. ESPN fourteen twenty. All right, two six nine ten seventy seven two six nine one zero seven seven. Let's head to the phone lines. Good morning. Hello. I heard you mentioned the uh, Cardinals. Um, you know, of course, you know the St. Louis Cardinals played had a football team there, and before that, there was a, they were in Chicago. And the reason I mention all of this because I heard that the Bears might be moving to the suburbs. Of uh, Chicago, I think Arlington, and um, and there's a possibility, like you know, uh, what's going to do with Soldier Field? Now, Scott, can we see? Could we see this? It's been years. Could you see another another team in Chicago, other than the Bears, having two NFL franchises? I can't in see. I can't see Chicago putting a different NFL team at Soldier Field. I just, I, I, I can't. Feel you. I can't. You know. If yeah, it was sort of reverse, do you put another one in the burbs? But I, I don't. I just, I doubt it. But the problem, well, Chicago wants to own their own stadium. I know they want to. They, yeah, um, yeah. That, that's I, I don't like what. That's crazy, man. Like and and, was, and it wasn't that, that long happened. ago. I mean, it, we're, we're like less than twenty years out of them spending exorbitant amounts yeah. of monies to to yeah. revamp Soldier Field. <laughs> Because I remember Saints played a game. I think I remember Saints playing in Chicago, or playing against the Bears. I think in Champagne. In Champagne. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, it was two thousand two thousand. Yeah, Saints won that game. Sammy Knight yeah. had a pick late to seal it. Um, yeah, I think Cordell Stewart was, was, uh, was their quarterback. And, uh, uh, that was uh, that was oh was it oh one or oh two? I don't. Know. I think my I don't. One of those years. I think it was oh two. It was two thousand and two. Yeah. Yeah. And the Saints wore the black pants with the white shirts. It was something they were starting to do back then. But uh, it was a good game. But, yeah, that, I mean, the Bears were totally overhyped because they had been good the year before, and they had all these primetime games that year, and they were awful, and they had to drive hours on a bus for all their games. It was – they weren't good. That that, that had to be hard. It's got to be tough when you're home games. you got to get on a bus and drive hours all the time to go play it. Yeah. Um, speaking of home game, man, I'm looking forward to uh, this first home game of the year. Um, Saints and Giants. Uh, no, nah, hey, Scott. Uh, no, Norm, you're right. I hear uh, Norm's, I know he's in the studio. Norm, you, you're silly, man. Would you say it? Winston, this is chance to throw six touchdowns? No, I know Kyle said that, but come on. Winston's not throwing six touchdowns or seven touchdown passes this weekend. So, Norm, I, I, you know I mean, he's, he's making a that, But Kyle said it on this show. Kyle said that that Winston's throwing six touchdowns against the Giants. Norm, is that what he said? That's what that's what he said. He okay. said six touchdowns. He said the Saints. Well, he changed his prediction. He said the Saints were going sixteen and one, and now it's fifteen and two. Mm-hmm. Um, he said a lot. I mean, I don't think that Winston's going to throw six touchdowns, but I did agree with Kyle that this better be the best showing 
of Jameis Winston against a winless Giants team in the first home game back at the Caesar Superdome. If he doesn't throw more than three touchdowns over 250 yards, then you're going to hear from the big bad Norman Lock. He, he, probably, he probably won't. They're going to run yeah, the but ball the game, a ton. They're about to say that, man. They're going to run the they're ball. They're going to run man. the ball a ton. <laughs> I, don't know, they're gonna, I know that. I know that, not, but that's The game comes. might not dictate for him to, to have He probably will. He probably won't throw that much. I don't think Sean Payton, this is three games we're in, and Jameis hasn't thrown over 22 attempts. First game was 20 oh, attempts. On. Second game was 21 <laughs> attempts. Third game's 22 attempts. What? I, I feel as though this is going to be the pinch co- the pitch count for Jameis Winston going forward. He won't throw a lot of games over 25 attempts. I, I think. I think if – if I think that's I think the Saints would love that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not no, saying that's a bad thing. I'm I just not, feel like I'm that's not the saying, pitch count. I'm not saying it'll ever happen. I think the the game will dictate it, and if he has to throw more, he will. But no, I think they would love that. I, the idea of hey, we got a strong defense. Got a well when they're healthy. You got a good old line. Let's uh, let's let's minimize. Let's risk. I understand. Correct. I understand. Correct. I understand. I I see. I rewatched the Saints games, guy, because I've seen some guys from Pro Football Focus putting out a bunch of clips that I don't even know what they was talking about. Like they don't know what they was talking about. But, but and it was to the 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 determinant of Jameis Winston, and it was just saying, "Oh, Jameis is taking too long in the pocket. He's he's doing this. He's doing that." And I'm looking at the clips like, "Nah, Jameis is he's doing the right thing. He's trying to wait for the best read." But you got Ryan Ramchek over there just letting anybody in the house. You got Marquez Callaway trying to get free hard against number one cornerbacks. It's just not going to be that easy. I feel like Jameis Winston is getting a lot of flack that some of it is rightfully so, but it's, I yeah, see a lot it's, of uh, it, it's 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 not one singular thing. Yeah, it's it's a mix. It's a mix. I, I just uh, again, but against the Giants, against what I've seen other quarterbacks do against these Giants, Jameis should. Of, of any other games that's coming up, this will be a game where you see that great arm of Jameis wants to come out. This should be. Should be. So what, what Matt Ryan did against the Giants last week? Oh, Matt Ryan's done. I, I mean, I don't know if you, you've been listening, Jay. I, we said the Falcons are on a trend where if they get a top five pick, they're taking a quarterback. Like Matt Ryan's done. Well, also yeah, his yeah, contract. I, I'm looking I mean, at his yeah. He had a good game. He had, two, he had over 100. 100 quarterback rating. Oh, matter of fact, over 110 in that in the last game against the Giants. He so, was 27 he of 36 for 243 yards and two touchdowns. That's 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 pretty that's, okay. Yeah, so that's that, no, good, that's that's that's, a, that's good. good. That's yeah. efficient. That's that's very good. Yeah. So if you know, gross. I can't believe I just so, said. Yeah, that I think if Nick. Yeah, called him okay. He feel like it's <laughs> gross. <laughs> no, I mean, I said he had a great game. It just felt. It feels gross to say. How great. It was gross to say. Sorry. Scored two touchdowns. I'm sorry, Jay. Go ahead. No, um, I, I expect Winston numbers to be south of that. You know, like like Scott said, just run the ball, man. Uh, your receiver's not there yet. You know, you don't have anything to prove. Just I think it'll be game. like a game. 17 to 25, That's 195. I said 14, 28, two scores, something like that. Get a defensive score. Danny Dimes gonna get the ball up. Please don't say a pick. <laughs> I ain't <laughs> say a pick. Me, I said uh, get the ball up. <laughs> not, not you. I'm not. I know you don't care. I'm talking. I'm talking about Scott. I, I, will, I will. I will. credit uh, him with, with. I mean, the Giants just aren't good. I don't know. I. I don't. No. I don't. I think. I think he'll play. Here's the thing. You can't coach the Jameis out of Jameis. No. You're. Yeah, you're I'm the, glad the, you see that. The hope is to tame it. Right. <laughs> I'm serious though. Like the idea that like they're like if 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 you can only do this, it's like you're not going to completely take it away. But if you can tame it a little bit and not have it be so wild, then 
you know what? He can be effective enough to win some games, but he's still gonna he's still gonna on occasion just be himself. Let this it is fly. this is Jameis. Like we saw in But the- I don't think I don't think you're gonna see the Bruce Arians Jameis of go out there and just do whatever you need to do. Correct. Yeah. Well, but I also don't think he's gonna turn into I also don't think he's gonna turn into Trent Dilfer and just, you know, you know, dink and dunk all the time. I don't know, Scott. Three games into the dink and dunk. I, you know, he's go, he's going deep. Yeah, but come on, man. You talk about the receiving core all the time. Right, you know? right. I do. Like I, said, man, I, I have for years, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, we talked about the receiver core. I mean, I guess that's, that's just the blatant difference of Drew Brees versus the world, everybody else. Teddy Bridgewater had some. Now, now Drew, Drew, some Drew had some good. Drew had some really good receiving cores in the in the Super Bowl year in the like early 2010s. I'm talking, I'm talking the last. But he, this, but I'm talking no, Traquan Smith. There. No, no, no. I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> I would say there have been some stretches in Drew's career where it's like there's not too many quarterbacks that could make some of those guys look good. Scott, and he did. I, right now today, I can outrun Kenny Skills and Chris Hogan. You can't outrun either of them. <laughs> you can't outrun either of them. I can outrun both here. of those no, guys. No, you can't. I can't. Uh, look, I'm going to uh, hang up and hear your thoughts. Norm, um, yeah. I want to hear your thoughts on uh, Schultz, the uh, tight end for, uh, Dallas? for Cowboys. And y'all have a good one. And uh, Thank you. Thank you. I like Schultz. I like, I like Schultz. Um, if you're talking like in fantasy terms or just in general, I like Schultz, but the offense for the Cowboys, I mean, it's pass it around. Everybody's going to get some. I know he led the team with uh, catches uh, and targets last game, but if you look at the first two games, he was um, third or fourth. So, again, it's spreading out. Yeah, uh, Mark Cooper had a crack rib, so that's why he only had three catches. But, I mean, Schultz, hey, man, he's a bad boy. ESPN 1420, back to the phone lines. Hello. Yeah, what's up, guys? Good morning. I was listening to you talking about the receiving core. Can can Scott? Can you remember a time though that if the receiving core for the New Orleans Saints and the Drew Brees era was ever this bad? No, not this bad. No, no. I mean, yeah, Drew because- Drew always Drew always at least like there was maybe one or two games last year when like Traquan's your clear number one and your number two was you know the game against Kansas City last year. I don't even. I mean, that was oof. But you know, as much as as much as fans hate on Jared Cook, and at least he had a, a tight end that could effectively catch the ball. So, um, but no, no, Josh, the answer is no. But it still doesn't. the 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 point of Drew making below average receivers look like above average NFL receivers. You'll never talk me off of that ever. Oh no 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 no! I don't disagree with you at all on that. But what I'm getting at is Drew always had a Marcus Colston. He always had he always had a guy, like at least one that was like viewed around the league as like okay, like they may have came out of nowhere, but for 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 year after year, you're like okay, you had lot, you know, you had Manny Sanders and and uh and Michael Thomas. Oh, they so weren't 100% you, you're so healthy disrespectful. All year. How you going to forget but Brandon Cooks like Brandon Cooks ain't put in that work for Drew Brees? Oh, that year, yeah, but I'm I'm talking about just recently. You had Manny Sanders and and Michael Thomas, but then you had you had Marcus Colson, Marcus Colson, Brandon Cooks. I forgot who was that tight end, and then your third receiver ben was what Lance Four. Oh, Ben Watson. So, and he had like 80, 70, 80 catches that year, wasn't it? Like it was like a Lance Moore had been on the team catch. since twenty twelve. I mean, it's not Lance Moore, but, uh, but you know what I mean. It's some, somebody playing a slot. Yeah, he's yeah, he's had, so he's had his guys. Is, I mean, he's he's had yeah. he's had his guys. Um, 
and right now the Saints receiving core is, uh, I don't know, I mean, one of the worst in the NFL just in terms of actual talent. B- bottom five. Yeah, bottom five. There you go. And when you get Michael Thomas well, back, I think that'll change. And even though Traquan Smith yeah. isn't great, he's still an upgrade from – Little Jordan, Jordan Humphrey. Humphrey. <laughs> I mean, it's just facts. <laughs> Jinx. It's just facts. Question, question, question for you, though, uh, Norm, before I hang up and listen. Uh, you know, Miss Rita Benson might uh, leave you a little a little something-something. What happens if she leaves you a little something-something? She's like, Norm, I want you to come back to where you belong. I want you to be a Saints fan. I want you to renounce your cowboy fanhood. But I'm going to break you off. What you going to say then? I'm about to join them grandkids in the lawsuit. <laughs> I'm about to join them grandkids, you know. I rock with you, Gail, but you're tripping, dog. I'm, I, I got, I got to go with the grandkids. I'm walking away. I'm walking away. From, from gotta, millions. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get on the other side. I'm gonna yeah, get on the other side. Yeah, and you're gonna be. By the time all those lawyer fees are done, because guess what? Those other great Rita's not giving you a dime. Not, I promise you that. <laughs> I'm going to the other side. She might, she might give you, a, she might give you a Rita, a, a, a Gail Benson Funko Pop. But anyway, guys, I'll talk to y'all later. I, I need that. You think she'll have a Funko Pop? They they need to make one if she's giving all this money to charity. I think they they make special cases for some time for individuals like that. Like uh, so, I think they, 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 if she give away all that money, no, I, I, I got it. I get it. Just yeah, recently got an Alvin Kamara autograph one. Have you ever tried Alvin Kamara cereal? Yes, I have. I saw some celebrities trying it the other day. Don't go anywhere. The Great Scott <laughs> Show continues after this. Right. Norm doesn't want to offer love and respect to Gil Benson, though. Nava ain't in that, that uh, ordinance to get some of that money at the end. You are. Sometimes you're just vile. I love and support her, though. No, from afar. Don't. No, you don't. Far. You know, like. Uh, no, you any, don't. Like uh, what it is, the, the Cheetos, that's the macaroni, the hot Cheeto macaroni. Like, you got to support from afar. <laughs> Yeah, some things you got to support from before. Where are you at? with? We'll get to the phone lines in a second, 269-1077. Where are you at? You like, like hot stuff? I like hot stuff. I do too. Now, I, I admittedly, I sweat uh, from the top of my head, <laughs> like a lot when I eat something spicy. But it's not that I don't like spicy food. I do. My my oldest, my son who's six, he gets a kick out of it. He Because I, I just have sriracha like around all the time. <laughs> and he's he, he he's in, I don't know where he got it from. He probably saw it in a cartoon, but lately he's been like, Contest, Dad. You have to put the hot sauce on, and they bought like so, like the extra hot Doritos because he just wanted to see me eat them because he 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 keeps waiting for me to break. Is <laughs> he? You have to put it on here, and he's gotten good enough. Last night he said, and you have to eat it where when you put the chip in your mouth. 
The hot sauce isn't on the top. It's on the bottom, so it goes straight on your tongue. You plan a slippery slope with your son. I do, he, but the thing is, I, I keep doing it. it. And then him and his cousin, my nephew, they like they get like they were they they think it's funny, but then they try it, and I'm like, all right, go, give it a shot. And then they're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I like it though. I like I like I like good. You need some kick, man. I mean, I, you know, I have some family up in the Northeast and. They sent me like a cookbook from up there once, and I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but I was just like, guys, I already know how to boil water. Okay? <laughs> no, no, no. It's you know, like I, 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 you know, the, if you guys know how to do the lobster, that's great, that's good. But as far as like an, a huge cookbook, like I don't, I, I'm just, just coming from the Northeast, Scott. Everything I, they had a Bourbon Street style. Oh, you, you were in, in North Carolina. No, I'm talking like I'm talking like Maine. I'm oh, talking I, like I'm on not, the coast. I'm talking like when's the last time you had to make. Clam chowder. That's the only thing right. I think of when you talk of Maine. Oh, it's like hey, clam chowder. Clam chowder is pretty good, but I ain't making it. <laughs> when it gets there, I'm, I'm making gumbo. Is, is it really clams in it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm not eating it. Yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> it's No, it's not bad. Like, they've got some decent things, but... It seems like it's condensed milk with soup in it. Cool. Condensed milk's good, too. <laughs> I, put, I haven't had it in a long time. When I was young, like the, the world-famous Hanson's Snowballs in New Orleans. Okay. Man, when I was young, my uncle took me there, and I, I made the mistake of, like, getting condensed milk in the snowball. My nine-year-old body could not handle all that. <laughs> <laughs> ESPN 1420 and dot com, 269-1077. Let's go to the phone lines. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Good morning, fellas. How y'all doing this morning? Good morning. Scott, can we go over your, uh, your NFC West ticket? Uh, in order again at the beginning of the year, because when you when you pick Seattle to win it all, I was actually think Seattle was going to come out last place in my division. Well, I mean, you, I'm glad you're feeling good after a couple of weeks. You know, you got you got 17 what? weeks in the season, but uh, I did pick the Rams in the playoffs, and they're really good. And the Rams have looked as good as anybody. But my worry about the Rams, my concern, I don't really care that much, is. They're extremely top heavy. If you lose one of those key guys, I just I don't think it's a you long season. Cooper Cup is over. It's a long season. Now through three weeks, I mean I'm not gonna lie, they've looked they've looked really really good. It's a long season. Now I had Seattle as the wild card team coming out the NFC West, and I'm still high on them now. They're they're low right now, but I think they're going to catch a stride, yeah. and I think they're going to rattle off a, a lot of wins <laughs> in consecutive. But I, I I'm still out on the Cardinals. Hey, man, the Cardinals, I don't believe in them. The second half of the season going to come. Well, you see, the thing I think I was I was still missing, I thought San Francisco was going to be the team to battle with us. And, you know, now I'm kind of a little worried about them because they they don't look like Garoppolo uh, uh, teams are just daring them to throw. And, man, and when they have to, when Garoppolo has to throw, they haven't been looking good. I'm surprised they, they're two and one. They should... I think San Francisco, Seattle. This that's one of the that's one of the intriguing games this Sunday. That is, you know, it it feels like an early must wins way too strong of a term, but it it feels like a desperation type moment right now for Seattle to sort of get things back in gear, and for San Francisco. You know, you beat two bad teams. You lost a close game to a good team. And now you've got a divisional game at home against Seattle. You know, do you want to have a shot in the division? The NFC West, I think, is the best division in football. But I, I want to say that the biggest thing about the 49ers Maybe is the when you have 
when you have a quarterback battle still going on into week four, where you still have a rookie quarterback coming in, getting touchdowns, you, you have the fan base calling for him, that's not good for a franchise that's trying to make it to the playoffs or yeah. compete for a championship. Yeah, yeah. You can't have an active quarterback battle or rumblings of a quarterback battle going on. When, again, Jimmy G, the first half, he didn't look good, but the second half of football, he looked completely different. And I don't know what it is that – clicks in Jimmy G's mind when he's losing in the second half, but hey, he sure turns it on, but I, I, I can't believe in the 49ers until they pick and believe into yeah. one quarterback. Kyle Shanahan keeps saying, and I quote, there's not a quarterback battle right now in court. He said it yesterday, and it's going to be like Lovey Smith from back in the day, like Rex is our quarterback, just on repeat, probably probably all season. Just like um, you know, Matt Nagy. Oh, no. Talking about, <laughs> no, no, no. Talking about Arizona. Why I don't trust them, I'm never going to trust a team that has a coach who got fired by Texas Tech. That's something you always got to remember about that. And, fellas, uh, another thing, too, remember history. How many times the the team that's gone to the Super Bowl and lost the Super Bowl the next year has not made the playoffs? You know, I I was getting a crack out of some of these people saying the uh, Kansas City Chiefs might have gone undefeated by these talking heads. The Kansas City Chiefs are not going to make the playoffs, fellas, because you cannot beat history. And history says Kansas City is not going to make the playoff. They're one and two. They should be zero and three if that punter for the Cleveland Browns could have caught that ball. And look at their division. The Chargers are going to win that division. And you know, and and, and before Mel- it's all Dude, Mel- Melvin is Melvin is like he is, through three games he is making some he definitive all statements he all here. In I mean, come on, he's hey, well, he's not messing you, you around. Know, you you buck, okay, but listen, you can't buck history. Remember yes, that. yes, yes, right, yes. You can. I saw it in two thousand and nine. I mean, that that did happen. Okay, well, okay. Well, let's see about this trend about the, the Super Bowl loser uh, uh, not making the playoffs, and we'll talk at the end of the year, fellas. Y'all, y'all have a good day. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate you. ESPN fourteen twenty. Um, I mean, teams that I, I feel like it's. That's a stat that gets thrown out a lot, but I feel like it's happened before. I mean, it, it, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, the team that's lost the year before. The Steelers lost to the Packers. They were in it the next year. Um, the Patriots lost the following season to the Giants. They were in the playoffs the next year. The Niners did not. The Broncos did not. I'm just thinking of the Super Bowl losers of the last 10 years. Um, Rams made the playoffs. Seahawks won in third. Yeah, but they lost to the Patriots when they didn't hand it off. Um, they, They were in the playoffs the next year. They got beat by Carolina. So, like, the Panthers in 2016, the next year they 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 fell off. That didn't happen. Uh, we know what happened to the Falcons. <laughs> um, the Patriots, uh, they lost to the Eagles, and the next year they won the Super Bowl. Um, the Rams lost to the Patriots, and then they were in the playoffs the next year. And then the, the Niners lost, and they didn't make it. So in the last 10 years, Melvin, if history is going to repeat itself, it is hap- more often in the last decade the team that has lost the Super Bowl has been in the playoffs the next and year. And then of all teams to not be in on – Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? You like, like, well, no, I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but look, I, hey, whatever, dude. I like that he's bringing it. I like that he's that he's going out there. But if he wants to 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 state history, recent history says otherwise. 
and again, I'm gonna go back to it. Of all teams to doubt to make not play the playoffs, you gonna you gonna pick Patrick Mahomes? All right, we we, we I want to hear more. Maybe Melvin calls back. We got a break. We got to get the break in, y'all. Don't go anywhere. It's Scott Prather, Norman Locke. More on this, Alvin Kamara serial, and more. It's ESPN fourteen twenty. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the 8 o'clock hour. Scott Prather, Norman Locke, coming at you on a Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Phone lines open 269-1077. Melvin, one of our great listeners, longtime listeners, callers, doesn't think the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs. Feeling very good about his Rams. I dig it. I love when Melvin calls. Um, so I was doing the, the exercise off the top of my head, which I guess since – Norman thinks I've I've got dementia because I'm really old. Maybe isn't the best idea. I don't think you have it. <laughs> in twenty, so he, his point, Melvin's point about the Chiefs not making the his prediction that they won't make the playoffs this year had to do with because they lost the Super Bowl because he says historically teams typically don't make the playoffs after they lose the Super Bowl. So I started going back over the last ten years, off the top of my head, and I think I came up with did, but I was I was off on a few. So in the last 10 years, it's basically split. Five teams that lost the Super Bowl were in the postseason the next year. Five teams that lost the Super Bowl were not. Go back. Let's look at 2011. Pittsburgh was coming off a Super Bowl loss. They uh, they lost uh, to, the, to the Packers. They made the playoffs the next year. They lost in the wild card round. 2012, the Patriots, they had lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. The next year in 2012, they made the AFC Championship game. Uh, the Niners lost to the Ravens in the Super Bowl that year. The next year, they did not make the playoffs. The Broncos lost in the Super Bowl that year. They got absolutely tr- just dominated by the Seahawks. The next year, they did make the playoffs, and they lost in the divisional round. Seattle um, lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots, and they didn't hand it off to Marshawn Lynch. The next year, they made it to the divisional round. The Panthers lost the Super Bowl to the Broncos. The next year, they didn't make the playoffs. The Falcons blew a twenty, blew a twenty-five point lead in the Super Bowl, and they have yet to get back to the playoffs. All these years later, uh, the Patriots lost to the Eagles that year. The next year, they um, they made the Super Bowl, and they won. They bounced back. Melvin. In 2019, the Rams did not. In 2020, the Niners did not. So it's it's split. I mean, it, it, it's hard. There, I think there is such a thing to the Super Bowl hangover, but I think it's I think it's totally overplayed. And I think recent history has shifted a little bit, but we still remember back in the day. That's and I'm, all. I'm not and I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. I mean, not right now. Not at one and two. Now, if, if we talking in there four and four, then okay, but not at one. But and it's two. it's also seven teams get in now. So I seventeen seven games. teams. No, I mean seven teams yeah, get yeah, into seven the postseason. Teams so seventeen like, games. So it's just I, I can't. I don't know. I try my best not to react strongly. Some teams have looked good. Best division right now is it the AFC West or the NFC West? NFC West. Still going with the NFC West. I, yeah. I mean, you don't believe in the Broncos. I think. You don't believe in the Broncos. I believe in the Broncos defense. You don't believe in the Broncos. See, you gotta you gotta add that extra on it. I I you don't believe, believe in the Broncos. Do I believe that they could make the playoffs? I do. Of all the undefeated teams. I don't I don't believe they're gonna win the Super Bowl. I didn't say that. You know, of all the undefeated teams, which team are you least all in on? Well, there's what? Five undefeated teams? Yes. It's the Broncos. No, nah, it's Carolina. 
I think I think Denver's better than Carolina. I disagree. I think they're better than Carolina. I, th- I mean, they're going to lose this week, so they ain't going to be undefeated after this week. And then you have the Cardinals and the Rams, who are both undefeated teams, but they play each other. So some one team will leave out defeated. Um, Who's the best winless team? The Jets, the, the Giants. Jags, the Colts, the Giants, and God bless them, the, the Detroit Lions. Oh, oh, no, Atlanta the beat the Giants. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I'm gonna say the Colts, but the Colts. Oh man, I, you know, I, you know how much I dislike Carson Wentz, and I just I'm loving the fact that he went over there to Indianapolis and just brought all that riffraff over there, all that voodoo, because everything that's gone wrong with the Eagles has gone wrong with the Colts. Offensive line issues, uh, wide receiver talent issues, and then bottom line, his health as a quarterback. The exact three things. That was horrible for the Philadelphia Eagles in his tender for the last two seasons. Is literally just went to the Indianapolis coach. I, I I don't understand it, Scott, but you got to get that man Wentz off the team. It's hard to sprain both ankles playing football. <laughs> you sprain both. Playing a football. high ankle sprain to one, and then a then a low ankle sprain another. I mean, it's it's something <laughs> I guess you do when you're like skateboarding. You know what I mean? Or something when you 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 like jump a little off the roof. How injury prone do but you like, have to be to injure both your ankles at the same of time? Them. At the same, and you had surgery on your foot yeah. in the off season. You're talking, Scott, the walking wounded. He is a crash test dummy. He's the crash test dummy of the the the, the commercials that used to come on in the 2000s. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's Carson Wentz, and he doesn't care about his body. And I just want to see how much longer before everyone who kept saying. Carson Wentz was better than Dak Prescott. Come and come eat that crow. I, I need it. Of the draft class of golf, Wentz, and Dak, I've been saying Dak was the better quarterback of all three. And now, hey, man, people got to eat crow. Jared yeah. Goff went to an early Super Bowl, got paid quick. Now he in Detroit. You got Carson Wentz, got paid early, went to the Super Bowl. Now he in Indianapolis. Dakota. So, who? Which of the three has not been to a Super Bowl yet? Dakota. Yeah. You keep mentioning the Super Bowl thing. Hey, they want one has won, one has lost. You're just setting yourself up for Dakota. Well, the, the one that won didn't even play in it, so it see he wasn't even available. Hey, man, Dak Prescott, man, Mississippi State. He is not the uh, NFC Offensive Player of the Month, by the way. That would be Cooper Cup. Dallas does have a defensive player of the month in the NFC. Trayvon Diggs, the That's special teams, is San Francisco kicker Mitch Three Wisnowski. Three picks. In the AFC, you're off. Any guesses who the offensive player of the month is in the AFC? Matthew Stafford. No, AFC. Oh, Cooper Cup is in the NFC. So oh, the yeah, Rams I, yeah, got no, yeah, no, I'm, I'm tripping. AFC, uh, Justin Hibbert. Derek Carr. I give it to him. He's been playing on well. defense. Von Miller, who let's not forget, is still just an absolute beast. And on special teams, it is Jamal Agnew for Jacksonville. I only know him because he returned that field goal attempt that Cliff Kingsbury thought was a good idea. Your rookies of the month in the NFL on defense: Asante Samuel Jr. and on offense, Jamar Chase. Was Jamar just trolling everyone in the preseason because the regular season started and he's catching everything? I, you know, I don't want to be uh, one of those chatty patties. But the off season was the off season for Jamar Chase. That's all, I'm gonna leave it at that. He was, he was, uh, he was throwing more passes than he was catching. Let's, let's leave it at that.
Just leave it at that. He was throwing a lot. He was throwing a lot of passes, a lot of wild passes. Wild you know? passes. Ooh, a lot of, ooh, ooh, man. He, all I know, all I can say is, summertime in New Orleans was getting a little hot out there. You know, now getting a little hot. There's a lot of gritty going on. <laughs> but now he's got it together. He's in the. Is in the season. He's focused. All the extracurriculars are, are are gone or removed. He's in Cincinnati. I know it's not as lit as New Orleans. They don't. The, the girls don't call him daddy in Cincinnati. I, I don't. I don't want to say it. Don't. <laughs> that's I what you're be, saying. That's what you're. That's I'm, what you're saying. I'm just. I'm just saying. That's what you're saying. The extracurriculars in that's Cincinnati, you know, are a little different than New Orleans. New Orleans is there's no time limit on alcohol. You could buy, you know, a fifth at six in the morning if you would like. Whether you're leaving the club or, or, or heading to the club, it's, you know, it's in Cincinnati, you can't do that. Get some Skyline Chili. That's what they, that's what they do and up there? A couple of rolls. And listen to the little Bow Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and try to get LeBron James to come I don't know. No, game. you know, honestly, yeah. I've, I've never been to Cincinnati, so I don't know. And me either. I don't. I know two people from Cincinnati, I mean, but they I've, never see it. I've like, been fortunate enough to be to most places in this country, most states in this country. I don't, I, I don't think I've ever been to Ohio. It's like one of the states. I'm like, nope, never been there. People have told me the three cities with with major teams in it that to not travel and go see is Milwaukee, Cincinnati, and Green Bay. That's the three. That's the three. Well, Green Bay is not a major city. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> saying, I'm sorry, city. cities with major teams. Yeah, I, I I think Milwaukee. And you're talking again. You're talking football. I wouldn't mind visiting Milwaukee in like the summertime. I remember when Jonathan Lucroy played on the Brewers. He was like, summer baseball is pretty nice in Milwaukee. He's like. But when that season first starts, it's cold, and and they, you know they got retractable roof and stuff. But what else is there to do stuff. in Milwaukee? That's why they have beer there. So oh well, yeah. If you, you know what I'm saying? There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of good breweries there. They make some beer there, but yeah, the brewers. I mean, it's and I, I'm sure you Get could you find some IPA. cheese. Yeah, I would not oh, no. want to go there in the winter. Oh no, ever. Oh no. All three of those cities. I'm not going in the winter. <laughs> I guess that's why. That's what they have in common. It's all winter. Cities. What were the other ones you said? Well, Cincinnati, all, I, Green I Bay, I and Milwaukee. I don't. I, I wouldn't mind visiting. If I went to a Lambeau Field, I'd want it to be like it got first game cold. of the season. Oh, no, hell it has no. to be. No, I'm not going to Lambeau in the summertime. I'm not going to Lambeau in the winter. Period. If I'm gonna go to Lambeau, uh, I need to throw some snow. Hell no, I'm not going somewhere where I got to wear eight pairs of long johns to watch a game that I could be watching on my couch. That's the experience. I'm not going to. I ain't never going to Green Bay if it's not a winter. Dude, you Lambeau no, Field game. Would, I gotta see the snow. You would, you would literally freeze. You That's, would not. You would not make it through the game. Norman would just. It would be the. It'd be the first time in his I'd mouth. Be prepared. It'd be the first time in his life he can't open his mouth because it would be frozen shut. I'll be prepared. Be. I'll be prepared. He just said, "Be prepared." I'll be prepared. What did he tell? What, what, what am I trying to say? What did he say? He just said, just be prepared. prepared. <laughs> he just said, be prepared. Oh, Aaron Rodgers told me, relax. He just said, what did Aaron Rodgers say? He said, relax. Relax. <laughs> and he also said, double, double kind of Jay says he can see you in Buffalo. Hey, I see somebody break their leg going no. through the table. I'm, I'm, no. Now I'm scared. Pre-game Buffalo is, that's a whole nother, that's just, that's a, that's a whole nother world up there. Bill's Mafia. If I if you told me hey it's cold and you can either see a cold game in Buffalo or in Green Bay I go I go to Buffalo I feel like the fan experience would be better I wouldn't want to go to either because well, it's see freezing. I go to Buffalo because I mean I've, I've heard I heard the wings 
I've heard. I mean, it's supposed to be the best in the world. And that's what I've heard. That's what I, I can't. See, I can't say. You give me it. wings and beer, or beer and cheese. I'm gonna take the wings. I'm gonna go Buffalo instead of Green Bay. But see, you got a place that's called you know Title Town, and then you have a place that's lost four straight so Super what? Bowls. Yeah, it's like cares. it's the lineage. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. I, unlike I'm sorry. you, I don't try to ride the coattails of some sorry. team I don't root for. Sorry, Jim care. Kelly's not walking through that door. I don't care. Jim Kelly's a stud. <laughs> Jim Kelly's a stud. Those Bills teams. Was the was the quarterback that came from Florida? That came from Florida. Florida. Uh, that went to be the quarterback of the Bills. He was bad. From you talking like recently? Yeah, this was pre Tyrod Taylor. Gosh, man. I mean, I remember the one from Tulane. I remember J.P. Lossman. Oh, no, I remember J.P. California he was, he was kid. Well, I'm, 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 it was after J.P. Lossman. There was a Florida quarterback that started for the Bills? Yeah. Was it Florida, Florida State? I want to say it was Florida. Oh, Florida State. Yeah, E.J. Florida Manuel. State, yeah, E.J. Manuel, yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. E.J., he, he, he should have been. A, that was just bad scouting. I mean, he's, a, he's an okay backup. He's supposed yeah. to be a third-round pick. They took him in the first round. E.J. Manuel ain't walking through that door, Scott. Oh, that, nor do they want him to. <laughs> I think they're pretty set at quarterback right now. It was really E.J. Manuel versus Geno Smith. Who would be the top quarterback of that draft? That was that was nasty. It was nasty. That was a nasty year. Quarter after eight. Alvin Kamara. He, uh, you tried that cereal? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I've, I've tried his cereal and the Nick Chubb cereal. I haven't tried the cereal. No, I, I saw some celebrities who tried it. I okay. watched the. You know, they had various... Chris Collinsworth? Strong impression. Yeah, Collinsworth was one. Yeah. Lou Holtz, Jake, Jay Gruden. I don't know why they couldn't get John, but Jay Gruden. <laughs> um, Aaron John. Neville was on there. Lance Reddick, fantastic actor. Yeah, I saw a, a, a celebrity taste testing of Alvin Kamara's cereal. And, oh, and Chris Sims was in there as well. You got to, you know, Chris, Chris Sims, Sims had to come. He had Chris, to, yes. Yeah, Chris, Chris Sims was on the video as well. Have you seen this video? I have. I'm seen referencing. This video. I have. I have you, seen this video. What is your What was your honest opinion of these celebrities trying this stuff? My honest opinion. My two favorite was Chris Sims and 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 Collinsworth. Um, also, uh, you you didn't mention that Drew Brees' wig made an appearance in the video. I, I don't know was how that much what it was. I you know I didn't, I don't know how much Drew Brees' wig costs. But man, that That's thing's not, nice. That did not look like Drew Brees' hair. That that was just a uh, a wig from Spirit. So so Drew Brees got his wig from. All right, Somebody I'm not gonna did. do that. Whoever gonna... the whoever's in these videos did. They <laughs> look, did. They... Drew Brees got his wig from Spirit. I mean, that's, just, that's what you it know. looks like on TV. Yeah, they they looked a little di- they, similar. They, it, it, I don't know. It's weird seeing them in like a, a a close quarters. You know, they don't have their stage makeup on. Ah, that's you, know, you don't. They look Chris Sims. Kyle, they look a little different when they're not wearing their stage. Makeup. A little shorter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Lance Reddick is not as tall as I thought he was. No, no. He's like 6'4", right? He's trim and tall. Yeah, he looked, he he looked, looked at 5'9"-ish. He, he looked pretty good. <laughs> looked pretty good. We're like 5'7 and a half. Oh. ESPN 1420. If you don't know what we're referencing, just go watch it. Go to ESPN1420.com. Watch the video. Share your feedback. Let us know what you think. You can also find a shorter version of the video on... Uh, on Twitter, at Scott Mimic, if you want to check it out there. Uh, Kirk's listening. He says, Norm is right. Lambo. He says, Lambo. it's the experience. He said, that said, I ain't flying up north to experience that kind of cold. 
Yeah, I, I mean, right now I have a friend that um, is working in, I want to say he's in the oil field. He's doing something. And he recently had to buy a flight to Wisconsin, right? Straight flight from New Orleans to Wisconsin, $650, Scott. I don't know why it's that much. I don't know what's going on in Wisconsin that the flight costs that much. But I'm not paying $650 for a flight to Wisconsin to be in the cold. You slip in and out of this voice when you get really into it where it's like, I don't know, Scott, but I'm going to tell you something right now. Where does that come from, Norm? I'd be excited. (laughs) But when you you get excited, your whole accent changes. Because I'd be excited. Lou Holtz, Lou Holtz got excited trying that. Story, by the way. <laughs> got excited. Send him to Wisconsin. ESPN 1420. Let's head to the phone lines. Hello. Yeah, I want to leave some feedback on uh, the commercial. Um, I don't know if it was a commercial. I think funny. they just did that for fun. I, you know, but good for oh, them. Well, who, I need to find whoever this guy is because uh, I, I want to I want to meet him personally. Okay. Because I have a couple of uh, well, the, the bald headed guy. That was funny. Uh, <laughs> A uh, guy that played on Oz, Lance Reddick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. Yeah. He's. A, I love him. He's a good actor. No, I. I think that was cool. But I had a problem. I'm. I'm surprised Norm didn't call you out on it. Um, the blackface of Aaron Neville. I didn't. I didn't think you would okay. go blackface. There was no blackface. <laughs> there was no blackface on Aaron Neville. Zero percent. No, no, no. Now, I'm, now, I'm, no I'm just a joke. I know he's the, still, the, still the, uh, he's No, but Neville, skin, uh, Neville does have, you know, he does have a, a cross tattoo on his face, and he likes to wear fedoras and earrings, and he does have a rather and large I hate mole. Them fedoras. Yeah. I mean, no, look, I was just joking, man. I know, <laughs> I know. Neville's, Neville, the thing, the thing I, I, Neville's stronger. Like, Neville might be, like, close to 80, but that guy could bench press more than. You know, I mean, that dude's huge. More than Lynn. Bicep. Well, yeah, it's way more than Lynn. <laughs> you know, I was about to say more than like, I don't know, Kevin Dotson or something. I mean, Aaron Neville is, oof. Dotson's strong big. boy. Anyway, yeah, yeah. okay. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate, uh, I'm sure that, that the celebrities appreciate that. I'm glad you, uh, glad, glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, has, uh, has anyone... Responded back to you, like the actors, the uh, Christian. No, no, I don't know that any of them have seen whoever that was that that did that video. But I hope that at some point it gets to them. My guess would be that Chris Sims, uh, who is rather sensitive, and the family of Lou Holtz may not like it. But I would say that the others involved probably they'd probably laugh it off and think it was okay. It's my. It's just my my theory. I got. I got. I got to hear it again. I got to hear this guy. Whoever did this is his impersonation of Lou Holtz. I got. I got to see it again. I have to see it. Yeah. All right. Um, we, we we might have to play the audio of it, but folks really need to go watch it. Just it's go it's watch up it on YouTube. ESP. It's on YouTube. It's yeah. on Twitter. It's on TikTok, <laughs> which I don't even know how TikTok works. It's on Facebook. It's all. It's 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 there. I got to start a TikTok. If anybody enjoyed it, please share it. I know. Um, I know the celebrities would appreciate it very much. You got to like and subscribe. Yeah, that's what you want to say. Okay, yeah, like, like and subscribe. subscribe. <laughs> and if it's on Twitter, just retweet and quote tweet. Retweet and quote tweet. You couldn't find you couldn't find Mel Kiper. To, uh, you know, it, depending on how this thing goes, we might have to get Mel to to taste. I gotta see Mel Kiper and I can only imagine Michael Strahan uh, in the same <laughs> building. <laughs> Terry Bradshaw. And Terry Bradshaw. Can you imagine? Tastes like King Vitamins. Oh yes. <laughs> 
Tell you what, got tremendous aftertaste. A little too much crunch for my preference. Good crunch, but it's a little too much crunch. You know, that's what they're saying in the locker room. Team Brings guy. a lot of honey oats, so you got the health. It's a little sweet, but is it too sweet for the locker room? Expect it to go in the third round. Poor man's honey bunches of oats. Supplemental draft. Nope. You know what would be funny? You know, some, uh, some um, analysts, you know, they say uh, Lamar Jackson, he's, he's better off being a receiver. You should say this cereal is better off eating at dinner. Being the oatmeal. Being the oatmeal. Yeah. I think it should try out. That. I like that. I like that. Very well done. Thanks, Jay. Well, anyway, y'all have a good one, and uh, thank you. Thank you. All right, let's head back to the phone lines before we hit up a break. ESPN 1420, hello. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Hey, just just a little for in, in future reference. So for next time the Saints play in Green Bay, you, you don't fly to Green Bay. You fly to Chicago, to O'Hare, and when you hop when you get a rent car there, you're right on the interstate, and it's it's three hours to Green Bay. Just, just like it's like driving from Lafayette to Shreveport. And yes. if if you're lucky enough to have snow on the ground, really pretty, and it's just not a bad drive. It's, it's it's and Lambo's worth going to at least once in your lifetime. To in the cold or in the warm? I'm a Green Bay fan. To, to, to each their own. To each I, their own. I, uh, I I never I never go in the warm. I go in the last time I was there two years ago. It was uh, twelve on game day. Oh, that's awful, man! And you loved it. Oh, frick! I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you learn to dress. You learn. Oh. You learn to dress. Okay. No, you learn I, to dress. You know, oh. I, I I um. <laughs> Uh, in cold weather, in cold weather, two things are important: keeping your feet warm, and I'll pass. take care of the rest of you. Okay, pass for me. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. All right, so you've done it. You've done it a couple right. times. He likes it. He likes it. I've, I dig it. I've done it eight or nine. Eight or nine. Eight or times, nine. So. Appreciate the call, I'm man. With my daughter was. Okay, man. All right. Thank you. Nah, yeah, I can't. I can't really rock with the cold. Went to New York a couple of times in the cold, and I get. Uh, I can only imagine. New York is at least stuff to do. Yeah, but not in the cold. I'm not doing it in the cold. Like you say, Scott, the cold automatically. Like how much like, stuff in New York other than like Central Park? And I'm talking about, I, I mean, I guess you can go to places in Brooklyn or whatever. But how much, if you go to like New York City, how much are you actually going to do outdoors? Well, you want to you want to go see the Empire State Building. You want to go see Staten Island. But you want to go see different. You know, you could subway much of that stuff. And in the cold. A block or two. Oh, no. Oh, oh, hell no, Scott. When the last time you, you went to New York? I went to New York. I went to New York in 2011, I think. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not just. Oh, I just hop on in the March. You know, you're gonna have to ride in that thing. Yeah. The, yeah. The, and matter of fact. Yeah. I think I told this story before. I ended up at a club with Cuban Gun Junior. And it was so cold afterwards. Is that was, the time he, he got walked out with the handcuffs where he turned into that meme where he's just kind of grinning? It, he could have possibly went to that. <laughs> that it, guy, it, got, it got really wild. He go, he, he, when he goes places, he um, he gets inebriated. You know how at basketball games sometimes, like, you know, a player might run down the whole sideline and, and dap off everyone? He did that to everybody who was waiting in line to get in the club. <laughs> he he shook everybody's hand as he goes into the club. Uh, but the the key thing about it is it was cold. It was really cold. It was like um, February ish. And after the club, we took the subway to the establishment. Scott, by three o'clock in the morning, I was not taking the subway back. It was too cold. I paid for the taxi. Ended well, you, up being. You shouldn't take a subway at three a.m. in New York either. 
That is true. That's, that's, but that's how I don't care, got what, there. I don't care so, what time of year. I don't care what what year it is. What time of the year it is? But it was too cold. I was like, you know, getting there. Uh, I wanted the experience, but getting there on the way back after having fun and everything. Oh no, Psh, couldn't pay me. I I paid that hundred fifty dollar taxi ride. You ever you ever seen that? The time Ray Allen accidentally tweeted something and then deleted it. Who? <laughs> Ray Allen ends with "I'm getting there." You know what? I'm not going to say anything. Any of you want to Google it today when you're not around kids or anything when did he else? Tweet that? I just, just, I'm getting there. Like when you said it, that was all I think about. Ooh, 26 after the hour. <laughs> Louisiana heading to South Alabama, who's 3 and 0 and who's, tell you what, man, some of the D line, they said some things that let's just say caught the ear or ears, rather of a number, a number of Raging Cajun offensive linemen, maybe some running backs. We'll tell you what it is. And speaking of ear, uh, I have a cruel but very funny story that involves an ear. Oh. Just trust me. You don't want to miss it. <laughs> Scott Frey, the Norman Locke. We're back after this. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Great Sports Callers Open Think Tank. Scott Prather, Norman Locke. The Raging Cajuns. A bus trip to Mobile. Taking on South Alabama. They'll leave tomorrow. Bus back late Saturday night. South Alabama's coming off a bye week. They're feeling fresh. We learned last night that it wasn't just Carlos Rubio who was out for Louisiana for the rest of the season, but also their kicker, Kenny Amanderes, out for the season. Um, a number of other players as well, Tyler Brown and Jax Harrington. Uh, Rubio's going to undergo surgery on both his ACL and MCL. Not a career-ending injury, but a significant injury. So now Nate Snyder uh, steps back in his old field goal extra point role. Uh Injuries suck, man. All teams got to deal with them, but they suck. And the Carlos Rubio one, they went, man, they look really good against Ohio running the ball when they had their full uh, starting offensive line. But now A.J. Gilley's back in the lineup. You move Ken Marks over, and 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 you roll with it. And obviously you want to be able to run the ball. South Alabama's 3-0. and Now they don't have a, a, a win against a good team thus far, but they are 3-0. and for the first time ever since they've been in D1 and in the Sun Belt, and they're feeling confident, they're feeling good, and their strength of their team is their run defense. But they had a D lineman this week that said, when talking about the matchup of Louisiana, we're not worried about the run. Well, they better be worried about it. And see, if I was Billy Napier, I'd make sure to put a, at the end of the game, keep running the football. You know, two minutes left, three minutes left, run, run another sweep, run another draw, run another zone stretch. You know why? Because sometimes people need pain, Scott. Sometimes people need pain. Running the football hurts people. It, it hurts people, and it demoralizes a defense because it's not the offensive linemen. It's not the fullbacks. It's the, You have to tackle the monsters. You got to tackle Imani Bailey for four quarters. You got to tackle Chris Smith running, running from you for four quarters. Montrell... Johnson, look, 
Four for four. That's why I'm calling him. You get it in there how you want it. You got it, boy. And I, I call him a baby dinosaur. That's with the baby dinosaur. Because he, again, doesn't know his body yet. He's like one of those pit bulls that then got big quick and still thinks he's a puppy. He, once he fills out his body, once he really knows, his, I'm watching, I won't, I won't compare him to Leonard Fournette, but Leonard in ninth grade versus Leonard in 11th grade in high school, completely two different guys. Same body style, both was six feet, 225, but the maturity of his mind knowing how, when to use the power and the speed, that's going to come with Montrell as he keeps growing. And I, hey man, unleash the beast. So I can see unleash the beast. South Alabama is allowing fifty-five rushing yards a game. It's pretty good. The beast. Oh, that's it's really good. good. It's really good. It's the strength of their team. Do you come out and just say whatever? We're just going to run it right out the gate, or do you lose use play action early, pass it early, and then grind it out? What's the game plan for Coach Napier Saturday? I think you stick to the game plan, but the game plan has always been a, a run-based offense. Um, I mean, we've seen Levi Lewis come out and throw it a little bit more last game, but I still think that it's going to be uh, a ground-and-pound type of situation. You don't let the defense dictate what the offense does. Um, so I, if I'm if I'm Billy Napier, first play of the game, I'm, I'm running straight in the middle. Like, I'm not afraid of y'all, but then the second play of the game, I'm going to pass that thing. I'm going to pass that thing. We got to get Kyron Lacey more involved, just a little bit more. I'm going to keep acting for it. Um, got to get his targets up, whether it's, you know, jet sweeps. We just got to get him involved a little bit more, just a little bit. 7 o'clock Saturday in Mobile, 5 o'clock pregame here on ESPN 1420 from Learfield. Looking forward to that. At 8 o'clock in Baton Rouge, LSU hosts Auburn, who is ranked. Last week felt like a must-win for Coach O. Is it a, and LSU, for that matter. Is it a must-win again does this does does this Auburn game sort of dictate whether or not this team is a eight and four team or a team that's six and six? I mean, it feels when you look at Florida, Ole Miss, Alabama on the schedule, A and M, feels like this is one you got to win if you're LSU, Coach. If o. if you're LSU, this is not a must win. If you're Coach O, this is a have to win because, like you said, the stretch of games that you just uh, mentioned with Texas A and M, Florida, Alabama. Those are games that we're pretty much chalking up that LSU's going to well, lose. It, it, it's assuming that LSU doesn't improve. And I, I think defensively they can. Where I, I'm not sold on them improving this year is the run game, which is oh, a problem. Over. It's which over is with. a problem. Yeah. It's, now, if it's, you're playing teams that like to throw it more and sling it, maybe you you know, maybe you got a shot in some of those. But you beat Auburn and then you beat Kentucky, who's who's better this year. If you're 5-1 and one before you host Florida – it feels different. Now, of course, you have a stretch of Florida, then at Ole Miss, then at Bama. Good luck. Oh, by the way, Arkansas. I didn't even mention them. They're in the top 10. Oh, I'm rocking with Arkansas. I'm high, I'm high on Arkansas. Yes, sir. And I'm high on Oregon. I've been high on Oregon all year. I like their quarterback. Okay. I like Arkansas's offense. Now, can they sustain and make it to the college football playoffs? I don't know. Because, but three games in, hey, Arkansas is on a good show. There, no, Coach Sam Pittman, shout out to him, the backs. It's just the the, the schedule, Schedule's the second tough. half of the season. Now, if you're a team like LSU and you have new D coordinator, you have new play callers, and you, you want to have the more difficult games the latter part of the season because more reps, more continuity, maybe you improve. But um, right now, man, it's, it's they get them at home. It's a night game at Tiger Stadium. I don't care what anyone says that's a hater about LSU. There's 
There really is nothing like it. It does matter. LSU's a three and a half point betting favorite. <sighs> That's too tight for me. This is gonna be. It's, it's gonna be a good game. It's gonna be one of those ones where uh, Auburn fans and LSU fans. I'll just say by the end of the game, they don't have any nails left. Fingernails, that is. <laughs> to be clear. To be clear. ESPN the going to be sitting on one. He's going to be on one. I mentioned an ear story. I, um, yeah, back in the 90s, you remember, I mean, you were very young. I mean, you're not, you were, you were a baby. Back when the Cowboys were winning, you weren't old enough to really enjoy it, winning Super Bowls. They had this, I guess it, it was still around in the late 90s. You might remember, do you remember the No Fear clothing line? By it was just no fear. That's what it was. I'm saying who who was it? I, no was fear. It Macy's. I, no, was I, it was they, you could just get no fear gear all over shirts, hats. But I'm saying like, where did it come from? Like you could get it at the mall. You could get it at yeah, the department but, store. You could get it at you could get it at all the places. There was just there was just no fear stuff everywhere. But I'm saying it kind of came the, and went. Okay, let me see. Let me let me Google. Let me see who's the back. Came out in uh, 1989. Okay. Sold at various retail stores and company-owned stores. That's it. No, I, I, I was not on this style. Uh, I don't know that I was either. Um, <laughs> but they they you know it kind of went out of style, and then they tried to do some energy drinks under the same brand and some other stuff. Uh, in 2011, they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Scott, you better not have had one of these shirts. I didn't. I didn't have any no fears. <laughs> I really didn't. I really didn't. Oh but like this clothing line came. This was the, it had it had a stretch, right? For about 10 years, it was successful, and then for about 12 years, it was just treading water, and it eventually filed for bankruptcy. Um, it no fear is something you would see sponsoring like some maybe they were in some of the early X Games when that first came out, things like that, right? It had hats, shoes, posters, bumper stickers, the works. At Lafayette High in the early 90s, um, one of my sisters, uh, her boyfriend went to Lafayette High, and I remember hearing this story, probably like 92 or 93. There was, there, was, there was a kid at Lafayette High, let's just say he was, he was rough. Got in fights a lot, Norm. Like, was known as the guy like... He's outside of school. That guy's getting in fights. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he's he's looking to fight. He drove on one of those, you know, a truck, one of the smaller trucks, and he had like a no fear bumper sticker, and a, you know, and scared and, and and things like that on it. Well, he had gotten in a pretty gnarly fight outside of school, and he showed up one week and he was missing like half of his ear. Somebody bit it off. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But but. The rumor was that dude got in a fight, and he, let's just say people didn't like him, probably because they were a little scared of him, and I'm guessing he wasn't a nice guy. And there were some kids at Lafayette High that, you know, he kind of been bullying a little bit. So they went, and they got a Sharpie, and they erased the F on his bumper sticker that said no fear, and it said no ear. And, <laughs> and he drove around for about three weeks before he noticed, and... I don't know if he ever caught the culprit, but if he did, he might have killed him. Don't know where that young man is now, but I don't. I I think that was mean. I don't think they should have done. That. I don't even know why you're laughing. Norm. No, that because that, that was. I don't great. know why you're laughing. That's great. That's, but that see, I I can picture that happening at Lafayette High. I feel like there's a lot of pranking that went on at Lafayette High. 
feel like that's the the high school that in the movies that people like fill the gym up with like bouncy balls and like senior pranks. I don't know. I just get that vibe from Lafayette High. Just it, it, maybe it's the building. I don't know. I haven't. I yeah. <laughs> it's I just the, I don't know. I just get the vibe like it's a movie high school. I mean, it's the, it's the high school named after the city. Yeah, that's I feel what like I'm you can't. Like, you have to you have to have a movie vibe if that if it's the high school named after the if you're if you're just Lafayette High. It's, it's Lafayette High, like you know, like oh man, you know, like I just feel like that's the it just goes like the, the Americans '90 teenage movie would have starred Lafayette High. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. The lions, like, come on. The like, mighty lions. The bro. Mighty, lions. mighty lions, and then they're green. Come on. Get it right. <laughs> Former mighty lion Paul Baco, along with Phil DV, Ashley Brignac, and Tony Robichaux, going into the Louisiana Athletics Hall of Fame. Much deserved. One heck of a class. Robe also going into the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame in 2022. He'll be posthumously inducted. That got announced yesterday. So, in the span of 48 hours, two halls announced Tony Robichaux will be going in. Don't go anywhere. Scott Prather, Norman Locke, when we come back, make some NFL picks for this weekend. Stay tuned. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Scott Prather, Norman Locke. Um, got an email. Somebody's still requesting the audio of the, the celebrities that tried Alvin Kamara's cereal. I, I'll play it, but again, Norm, I think I think it's the visual. It's that, visual. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's not so much a radio thing as it is. You really got to see it. So go check it out on Twitter at Scott Mimic or, uh, or, or go to YouTube. You know, go to ESPN1420.com. We got a story there that, that has it in there and a little info about the cereal. But sure, we'll play it for you. We'll play it for you. I, I will say if if um, a three-letter word that is slang for um, butt offends you or if a slang word for a female – well, not a slang word. If, a, <laughs> if the literal uh, word uh, for um, a female dog offends you, then you don't have to listen because those words get said. There are some bleeps. Bitch. No, <laughs> bitch. I'm talking about the word bitch. Just to be clear here. You're looking at me like, what? It's a female dog. It, it, it is. Why are you looking at me confused? I, I was trying not to say it, but if you, I mean, I guess I have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, the words are asking I need a clarification. Bitch. I'm not trying to, I'm not, but I don't need to, you know, I don't, these celebrities said it. I wouldn't say those words unless you forced me to like it. Well, I just making sure I had clarification. Right. With ESPN 1420. What's that? Somebody's gotta eat it. Oh, I gotta eat the cereal. Amara. Hello, I'm Luke Holtz, and this is Camara's King Crush, and I love college football. You know, here's the thing. A lot of people talk about my brother John. I will possess. If he was smart enough, he would have drafted. That's Jay Gruden, by the way, folks. If I was smart enough, I'd have drafted this guy right here. This little motherfucker. Oh, this isn't another pilot for a cop show. McNulty, you son of a bitch. You know, Al, it, it really 
is a culmination of a couple of things. I mean, you know, you got Alvin Kamara. I mean, here's a guy. Chris Sims. Alvin Kamara. Kamara's King Crunch of Love. You know, it's what I always told my team. I mean, you said your family, you said your heart. Uh, Alvin. Oh, yes. This fucking guy. What's that? I'm funny. Have you seen Toys R Me? Have you watched FunnyOrDie.com? Cerebral? No, I didn't get hit in the head. What is this for? Well, Camara thinks I'm gonna try his cereal. Huh? He's right. You want me to try a bowl of cereal? One that I fill up so much that I may not even have enough grace to bless it all. It would be my pleasure. Let me explain something. Mush. A spoon. Wow! I don't like, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, but the fight inside of the dog's heart. Cereal. Hopefully he doesn't have heartworms and you have to take the medicine and you gotta hide it in a little bowl of cheese and he's a sneaky booger. He... So join me. Share a bowl of Camara's King Crunch so we can come together to support Children's Bureau of New Orleans. Everybody gets old, John. He's won a Super Bowl. You know, I'm in the Arena Football Hall of Fame, bitch. Chris Sims. No, no, no. Show a little respect to Jake Group. This is serious. Tell you what, man. What's that? God damn it, it's fucking Chris Sims. It really just, it, just listening Chris to Sims it, it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> work. Yeah, I didn't know Chris Sims. I never, you know, I worry about him a little bit after watching that, seeing him do that, but, you know, you got to see it. It's not, the audio doesn't work. <laughs> it's it's got to be the visual. It's got to be the cuts. Go check it out, ESPN1420.com. Drew Brees wigs and makes up. You're listening to us <laughs> by Champagne's Market on the Will Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. Check out two contests we got going on right now. They're amazing. The Ultimate Saints Experience. All you got to do is sign up once via our app. One time. Go on the ESPN 1420 app. You'll see Saints, little ticket logo right in the middle. Click on it, sign up. And now you are signed up every week of the season. What do you get? The winner each week, which we announce on Fridays, except on Thursday game weeks, we'll announce earlier. For home games... You got double seats, passes to a fully catered Saints VIP tailgate party with free food and an open bar before the game. Hell yeah. Ultimate Saints experience made possible by our friends at Laborde Earls, Alvin Kamara's friends as well. And then uh, for the away games, we got the Legends tailgate prize pack. You want to watch a game privately at Legends, closed off with just you and your friends, 10 burgers, 10 wraps, 20 bags of chips. That's for you. You want to maybe not watch the game there. You want the food, but you want to watch it home. You can do that as well. The Ultimate Saints experience. And then we got the Ultimate Tailgate for 50 for UL Homecoming. Tailgate for 50. Fizo's Seafood Steakhouse and Bar going to set you up with the giant tent, tables, chairs, tons of food and beverages. 
50 tickets to the game, prime tailgate spot right near the band. Enter over at ESPN1420.com and the ESPN1420 app. All right, Norm, you ready? Tonight, Jacksonville and Cincinnati, a place you are uh, dying to visit. Yes. In the wintertime, as we established earlier. No, no this is Lambo. We don't have enough time to go through all the betting lines. Let's just make our picks. This is Bengals, right? It's Bengals, Bengals Central. Bengals. Falcons hosting the Washington football team. Falcons. Some, despite Falcons their ineptitude win. thus far, uh, Washington wins. Houston at Buffalo. Another blowout for the Bills. Bills win. Bears against the, the poor Lions. Bears, Matt Nagy, he gets saved in this one. You think? I think so. I think this is. I think he gets fired Monday because the Lions are going to go win. Ooh, okay. Dallas and Carolina. How about them Cowboys? Yeah. Cowboys at home. I think they win. Miami and Indianapolis. I think Indianapolis gets their first one. Ooh boy. Dolphins. That two a pack in. That two a pack in. Miami's at home. I'll, I'll take Miami to close one. I don't feel good about it. Minnesota and Cleveland. I'm taking Minnesota. It's a noon game. Take it, Minnesota, man. It's not the Kirk featured. Cousins been playing well. Y'all got to give Kirk Cousins some attaboys, man. Is it the featured game on CBS? If it is, the Cleveland's going to win. If it's secondary, if they have the C team calling it, it's it's the Vikings all the way. Uh, Going by who's calling it. <laughs> whenever Kirk Cousins is the featured game, he plays terrible. Whenever it's like, oh, yeah, there's like five games going on. Oh, wait, the Vikings. Okay, that's when Kirk Cousins thrives. It's just, okay. I got Kirk Cousins. Facts. Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden, you just heard from him. That guy got to the playoffs with Kirk Bleep and Cousins as his quarterback. Okay? Hey, I'm rocking with him. Um, Saints, Giants. Winless Giants lose to the New Orleans Saints. Saints will win it. Jets and Titans. Titans. That's what the doctor ordered, right? The Titans. Chiefs at Philly. This is a get-right game for KC, right? Always. Got to get the game. Got to go to Kansas City on this one. Rams, Cardinals. Who doesn't like the Rams in this? Rams! Seattle at San Francisco. This one is interesting. Huh? I'm got Seattle. I'm gonna take the Niners. Denver hosting Baltimore. Baltimore. Denver. Don't believe in Denver. Denver. Four and zero. Green Bay and Pittsburgh. A tie. Boy, ben Roethlisberger plays like, like he has the last few weeks. Forget man, about it. Uh, this is also a team that won at Buffalo Week One. Like uh, what? Turns out when you lose T.J. Watt, it uh, it makes a big difference. I'm going to take the Packers in this Yeah, game. Pittsburgh, they, they're missing too many key players. New England and Tampa Bay, the game that everyone's talking about at nauseum that we didn't even bring up today. It's $300 tickets for the nosebleed. Whoop-de-doo. And I'm taking the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks win. Monday night. We got a good game Monday It night. is. Chargers, Raiders in L.A. Digging the Raiders. Raiders. I'll take the Chargers. And on that note, you're out of time. I'm Scott. That is Norman. Check out uh, Norm and Lynn, 3 o'clock today, the afternoon lock-in coming your way, where Lynn will probably lie about some kind of athletic prowess from his past. And Norm will um, just remind everyone that he does not care about the future of New Orleans and what Gail Benson's trying to do. Now if my name ain't in it. Just where he goes with it. <laughs> That's it. All right. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Gus Kattengill will be on working on a few other guests as well. Have a great Thursday, everybody. Greeny's next. It's ESPN1420 and .com.